Welcome to the Anxious Filmmaker Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Broadhead. This podcast will teach you new and exciting ways to make money that still leave time and energy to do the things that matter most to you, like spending time with family, traveling the world, hiking Mount Kilimanjaro, or in my case, producing a series of ever-improving feature films. We'll be interviewing wildly successful entrepreneurs and amazing movie-making filmmakers to figure out the best ways to make a lot of money and the best ways to use that money to live the life you've always dreamed of living. To see short videos of the best moments from this episode, go to at AnxiousFilmmaker on TikTok and at TheAnxiousFilmmaker on Instagram. Oh, and don't forget to download my free guide on the 14 ways to afford your dream life without really trying from our website anxiousfilmmaker.com now let's get the episode started quickies is a fun segment where i give myself and my guests 15 minutes to get as deep in conversation as possible i am always amazed with how much ground we can cover and how much value we can share in such a short amount of time if you've only got 15 minutes to get closer to living your dream life then this is the segment for you all right, welcome everybody. Today I'm with uh, Doug Crow. Very excited to hear more about him. Doug, would you mind introducing yourself and give us giving us a quick uh, background? Oh my gosh, quick background. Uh, my name is Doug Crow. Um, I own a company called Author Brand. We help uh, CEOs, executives, entrepreneurs become best-selling authors, even if they can't write. Matter of fact, especially if they don't want to write. Um, and we help them with the branding and going some business growth strategies as well. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a what a what an interesting business. Um, yeah. How how did you discover uh, that could be a business? And there was a yeah. Has a, there's a the longer version I can't have time to go through, but I'll give you the short version. Is um, if any of your audience knows uh, Chet Holmes, he's no longer with us, but uh, Chet was a very very influent. He's an influencer back in the day. He mm-hmm. actually helped Tony Robbins start his old sales program. But I had a chance to talk with Chet once. I had this interactive book idea I was, I was uh, promoting. And it was a really cool idea. Um, he looked at it and said, what do I want the $97 product? Like, why don't you just do a full-size book and charge, you know, 20, 30 grand? At the time, I'm, I'm thinking volume, you know, small product, easy access, get out to, you know, hundreds of thousands, millions of people. And when I'm looking at it going, hey, $97 versus 30,000, hmm. It didn't take me long to think I could just focus on helping people create a book, which they usually really need and, and you know, want to give them that authority, but don't have the time or skill to do it. So we've developed over the past 12 years a, a very, um, very professional and what I call um, systems-based creativity way to help a person capture their voice, their USP, their story, their journey, and package it into a platform, which includes a book, podcast, PR, media, the whole thing. Awesome. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that, that's so cool. So uh, I, I have to ask because I'm a, a lover of all things story related. Yeah. Um, what What are like the most important aspects of someone's story that you have to nail to to make Man. the book really fly? Chris, great question. Thank you. I talk after the past twelve years. I sure I've spoken to well over five hundred, maybe a thousand people about this. And I get a little bit crusty, you know, I hear the same thing about, you've never heard my story before. And oh my God, I was, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I, I always go, yeah, my story could be a Hollywood movie. I'm like, what are you, Transformers? So 
when it comes to your story, your journey, what's important is to always remember, and it's very cold the way I say this, so forgive me, but nobody cares about you, right? They care about themselves. So if you don't relate your story, your journey, your message to the reader, you're gonna lose them. I've read plenty of manuscripts and people's books, in fact, where it reads like their diary. And I'm like, they put their picture in the front cover. I'm like, I don't know you. What's the point? It's ego. Mm -hmm. So the most important thing about capturing your story is to ask yourself, why would anybody care? What's in it for them? How can you actually help them solve their problem? And it boils down to somebody, you know, if nobody's gonna invest their time in your book unless you're solving a problem. And that, that even applies to fiction. You know, I'm bored, entertain me. In the nonfiction world, we gotta do both. We have to entertain, educate, inform, and solve a problem. Mm -hmm. So the most important thing is to make your story relevant to the reader's desires or pain and give them a reason to turn that page which 90% of nonfiction authors don't have a clue about. They just blah, 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 blah. No, you've got to drop a breadcrumb, create a story hook. Um, don't reveal everything all at once, but you know, it's a little bit like a very high professional or high level sales letter where you've got to have a, a you know, here's what you're going to learn today. And I'm going to reveal, you know, 14 really strange things that'll, uh, you know, improve your life. The first three are in the first chapter, the rest of them you have to wait for. So. You've got to tease them and please them. Mm. Um, that that's awesome. This is that's helpful on so many levels. I, I'm an entrepreneur and also yeah. uh, a screenwriter in my ever creating oh, yeah. uh, free time. Uh -huh. So uh, and I find that I'm I'm often using the the same muscle for for both. Kind of Great. Things. You know, a lot of my friends from college are in the business. Uh, my good friend Tom Asta wrote Failure to Launch and Get Smart and uh, oh, cool. a bunch of movies. And my other, my roommate been a TV for years. And I'm sorry, it's not boring, but it's the same darn formula for soap operas, newscasts, TV, movies. It's the same thing. You know, you start mm -hmm. with the big opening, get the curiosity built up, develop a character, uh, create some conflict and entertain when it comes to that kind of media and then entertain and educate with nonfiction. Mm -hmm. Nice. So how, how did you uh, become so proficient in storytelling to the point where you oh, can help people? I'm, I'm not. I, I hire better people than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, I like movies. I mean, I, I read plenty, but I've studied movies. I study uh, character development and storylines and subplots and scenes. And when I read books, I'm always visualizing it. That's a crazy thing about the idea of reading, you know, we've got these symbols called letters and the letters turn into words and the words turn into a picture. You know, it takes, what, I think uh, 7,500 milliseconds to, to make that process go through our brains, which is fast, but a picture, instant. So when authors start discussing intangibles or concepts or theories, you better put a story with that or you're gonna lose them because people think in pictures. We, you know, um, the visual communication predates language for gosh sakes with cave paintings so we've got a very you've got to create a visual picture in the mind of your reader right away um through description through examples or through your own story mm -hmm. yeah i uh i often find that in any book i read you know nonfiction, entrepreneurship uh business based if it's just kind of like here's the facts here's why it can help you i'm just like I'm like, oh, 
But if they tell me a story, even if it's like mm. not the best story, it's just the story is like a loose tie between all of the information. Like I'll crush that book in like two days. Yeah, you're because you're you're processing the images in your head and relating it to what you're learning. I mean, who has ever had a, a teacher in high school where they're really bored and another one which is really exciting? Mm -hmm. um, that takes skills. You know, you've got to actually, you know, use a story to make a point and make a point to use a story. Yeah, yeah, love it. Um, so can you share what the process kind of looks like for helping someone write uh, the best version of their story? Yes, um, I do. Our company does one thing that 90% of nonfiction authors don't have a clue about, which is called um, market research. Ooh. You know, we do, we spend about a month, not just researching their topic, but we'll create a half a dozen book covers, titles, font sizes, different colors, and do focus groups on it. Because um, if you don't, if your cover isn't isn't doesn't work, people are going to buy your book, let alone read it. There's a statistic I read somewhere that 54% of books that are purchased are never even opened. <laughs> now that's good news and bad news, right? That's good news yeah. because if you've got a good back cover with your website on it or or a lead magnet in there somewhere, you're okay. If you don't, you've got a half you know you, people not ever get to your your words. Um, so that's good and bad news. So the, the, the concept of creating a good cover takes time and research. We take about a month to do that. We do one other thing I learned from a good friend of mine, Robert Corey, which was to analyze um, the top like 10 or 20 best-selling books in a category. And we'll collate data of about a hundred three-star reviews. Now these are not one-star reviews, someone's pissed off or five-star reviews or someone's mom, three-star reviews, people, are giving constructive feedback and we collate that, organize it and give it back to our author client saying, here's what people actually want to read about or here's the style that's missing. And so that research phase is critical. And then our journalists, ghostwriting, editing team gets into the weeds of crafting and capturing their voice and their style. We do samples on that and then we create the entire book. It takes a few months. Mm -hmm. And then we have a marketing launch team that makes them a number one bestseller, puts them in the news, uh, presses a, creates a press kit, website, digital curriculum. So actually, actually we can make money with it because you know, there's no money in books. So you've got to have something else to, to build your business with, whether it's consulting or, mm -hmm. or uh, product or consult or, you know, curriculum. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, uh, I, I'm sure it helps uh, raise your consulting fee when you are known as the person that wrote the book on it. Right. That is the title of my book. Yeah, yeah. I wrote the book on it. I didn't even like that title. One of my one of my friends, actually, the, the producer, Pretty Woman, right? Gary Goldstein says, Doug, we need to we need to adjust your title a bit. Says, it was I forgot what the title was now, but he said, you know, you said you wrote the book and write the book. You used to call it, I wrote the book on it. I'm like, all right, it's cute. You know, that was like that was back in 2012. So I can't really change it now, but uh, yeah. I'm updating the book. So it'll be updated in probably next 30 days. Oh, cool. Um, so what, what is the, the best way to make someone a, a number one, um, uh, bestseller? Oh, it's just to hire me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. You know, it's, it's a funny thing. Um, I get this question a lot and I'm not going to lie to you. Um, when people say you're a number one bestseller, we've done it over 270 times as of, of this recording. Wow. I've never not hit number one with my clients. I, even my own book, when we did launch my own book. Um, I had knee surgery going on. So I was unconscious when my own book became number one in advertising and entrepreneurship on Amazon. So I, I, that's why I say I really give a lot of accolades to my team because they really know what they're doing. What it takes is, is being in the most book sales in a category in a day. 
So you're not going to select the category, you know, fiction or, or, or business. It's got to be a subcategory, which has a little bit lower competition that you can mm -hmm. rank for. But you got to move some books. So we've got a whole system of, you know, PR and email blasts and social media um, to make that happen for our clients. So we've always made number one for every single one of our books. It's, uh, it's fun. And um, it doesn't mean you make a lot of book sales because sometimes we, we do specials on it, make the book for free or 99 cents. But it does elevate the status of that author so they can use that badge of honor for their marketing and branding and authority. Mm -hmm. That's that's awesome. Um, all right, just uh, one, one more question sure. uh, in the short time that we have. Um, it, it sounds like the the book cover is an incredibly important aspect of uh, of this process. What mm -hmm. what what are kind of um, some some insights on how to to make the best possible book cover? Okay, um, you'd have to you know like you know, Steve Jobs uh, studied calligraphy for I don't know a year or so, and he changed the whole font industry on computers. The same thing is true for book. I've studied art and psychology my whole life. Creating the right font and color combination with the right words and subheading are super critical. And there's only three ways a book cover and title really work. Number one, answer a question that's already in the person's mind. You know, I'm, I'm lonely. How do I ruin friends and influence people? Oh, there's a book. How do I win friends and influence people? That's what I wanted. <laughs> or create curiosity. Um, a book like uh, Malcolm Gladwell's Blink. Blink, what's that about? I'm curious. Turn it over, take a look at it. Oh, I get it. So either curiosity or answering a question. The third way, my favorite way, which is a little harder, it's kind of cutesy, is to use a double entendre. There's a friend of mine who's um, a Thai author. She wrote a Thai cookbook. It's called Cooking with Poo, because her name is Poo. Yeah. And it's a brown cover, it comes with an apron and stuff. It's hilarious. She won an award for the absolute worst book cover in history. During, I forgot what year it was. But wow. you know, there's no such thing as bad press, right? So it's done very yeah. well. It's in airports all over, the, all over the world. But a double entendre makes up brain. It gives that pattern interrupt, and someone's got to think of the double meaning. So that extra few seconds of thought keeps that person's eyes on your cover. It's a combination of curiosity and you know, messing with the reader's mind. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, cool. Well, you you uh, you are offering an incredibly. Uh, exciting and, and valuable service my friend that's uh it's yeah, super cool I'm, I'm really excited for everyone to hear this um and, and i could i have like 30 other questions that i'd, that I'd love to ask you but uh, i'll tell you what i for your for your listeners and viewers i will i go to realbestseller.com mm -hmm. and uh i think it's four slash checklist i apologize for check i'm not checking at real best realbestseller.com or realbestseller.com four slash checklist and i'll give you guys a checklist to make your own book a bestseller Awesome. Uh, and I always try to end every interview with, uh, with one question. Sure. Um, it's completely open-ended and ambiguous. So just whatever, uh, your heart kind of tells you to answer, uh, please feel free. What are you working towards? Making a difference. Um, there's a lot of people with some really brilliant ideas and, and, and passions to make a dent in the universe. And most of them, they get distracted, they get overwhelmed. And I'm here to help them declutter their brain, get the crap out of the way and make a path towards what they wanna achieve in life. If, you're, if you wanna do a book about yourself, your ego, do not call me. If you wanna make a difference in the world, we're the company to do it. Awesome.
That's great, Doug. Where, where can folks find out more about you? They can go to DougCrow.com or AuthorYourBrand.com. AuthorYourBrand is more of an authorship. Doug Crow is my personal website. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for spending time with me today, Doug. Thank You're you, Chris. Appreciate awesome. it. <laughs> Thanks. All right, brother. Well, you, have a, you have a great weekend, my friend. All right. You too. All right. See you later. To see the complete show notes, specific links to everything mentioned, and to download my free guide on the 14 ways to afford your dream life without really trying, please go to the show's website, anxiousfilmmaker.com. And don't forget to follow us on TikTok at anxiousfilmmaker and on Instagram at theanxiousfilmmaker to see short videos of the most valuable moments from this episode. And like Grandpa always said, stay interested and you'll always be interesting. Yeah.